0: Lizzie lay in bed, trying to sleep. It was Christmas Eve, and her excitement levels were through the roof, but she knew if she wanted Santa Claus to visit her, she had to sleep. So she pretended. It wasn't working. After what felt like an eternity, but was probably about three and a half minutes, she looked at her clock. It showed 2.13am. She decided now was the time. As she slowly opened her bedroom door, the rest of the house was silent. She crept along the landing, peeked into her parents' room. Yep, they were still asleep. And she continued slowly down the stairs, being ever so careful to avoid number seven, the creaky stair. She reached the bottom and waited for a moment. The slowly changing colors of the Christmas tree lights glowed from the living room. Inviting her in. Then she heard a noise from the living room. Her face lit up brighter than the tree lights. Could it be? Was he here? She tiptoed towards the living room and peered around the doorframe. Moving around at the bottom of the Christmas tree were three elves. Lizzie's eyes almost fell out of her head and onto the floor. She rubbed them to make sure she was seeing what she was seeing. She watched as the elves busied about, all dressed in red outfits with little red hats that wiggled as they moved. Lizzie soon realised that the elves weren't putting presents under the tree. They were taking them. She stepped forward and said firmly, but not so loud as to wake anyone up. Hey! They stopped moving. They slowly turned around to look at Lizzie. She gasped at the sight of the small, grey-skinned little creatures, their eyes bulging out of their squished little heads and their skinny arms and legs, too weak-looking to hold up their large hands and feet. One of the elves suddenly shrieked, opening its mouth to display a large number of sharp, fanged teeth. This is not what elves look like in the storybooks, she thought. Then, with a strange noise and a flash, each one vanished from sight. Lizzie stood for a moment, shocked, scared, bewildered, and a little excited. Her night was only just beginning though. At that moment, an odd wheezing noise began from nowhere and the room started to glow blue. In the corner, a large blue box started to materialize. The noise stopped with a thud. A moment passed. The door opened on the blue box and a blonde haired woman stepped out and looked around the room, swishing a long rainbow-coloured scarf around her neck.
1: Are you Santa?
0: asked Lizzie, puzzled.
1: Well, no one's ever seen us in the same room together, so draw your own conclusions. What?
0: asked Lizzie, even more puzzled.
1: Sorry, I'm the Doctor. I'm here to fix Christmas.
0: The Doctor surveyed the living room, taking a keen interest in the Christmas tree and the smattering of presents left at its base. The blue box door opened again and a black-haired lady stepped out, followed by a taller man. Hello, I'm Yaz.
1: This is Dan. I'm Dan. Nice to meet you. You must be Lizzie. That's right. Nice to meet you both. Excuse me, but what's happening here?
0: The doctor came over and knelt down to face Lizzie.
1: Lizzie, we got a distress signal in my ship.
0: Lizzie cut her off.
1: Your ship? Yeah, that blue box over there, Lizzie. That's my TARDIS. It's a spaceship.
2: It also travels in time. And its internal dimensions transcend its external ones too. Did I get that right?
1: Yes, Dan Lewis, you did. Gold star and a Christmas sticker for you.
0: Said the Doctor excitedly. Dan looked chuffed. Yaz, however, did not.
1: Me and my mates, we travel the universe, sorting out fair play and putting a stop to those on the naughty list. And we're here to help you. We got a distress signal that alerted us to a problem here. Here, said Lizzie. I say here, I do mean your house, but I also mean here in the UK. Well, the world actually. Something's going on and it's not nice.
2: Very naughty, in fact. So what happened before we got here?
1: Well, I came downstairs, hoping to see Santa Claus, and I found his elves at our Christmas tree. But I'm not really sure it was really his elves. They looked horrible and all small and grey and weird looking. Sorry, I know I shouldn't have said that. We have to state facts sometimes, Lizzie. Otherwise it could make solving the problem difficult. They were stealing the presents underneath our Christmas tree. Santa will be so cross when he finds out they're gone.
0: Dan looked at Yaz. It was a look that recognised the sweetness in the little girl still believing.
1: He absolutely will be. Or is Santa already cross?
0: She said, pointing at herself and smiling knowingly. She looked at Yaz and Dan. They shook their heads as if to say, drop the joke. Although... Dan was wondering if it was a joke or not.
1: Here's the deal, Lizzie. We've had multiple reports of elves going around, stealing presents. They're making their way across the globe, somehow wiping out large numbers of presents as they go.
2: Slightly the anti-Santa. Taken, not given. There's a very real possibility lots of children are going to wake up and think they've actually been on the naughty list when they find no presents.
1: Absolutely right, Yaz. And no one wants that feeling, do they, Lizzie? I remember when it happened to me. Awful it was, but that's another story for another middle of the night. Let's find where those thieving elves are going next.
0: With that, she took out a little silver wand and it started buzzing. She was looking at it, reading something that no one else could see. Was it talking to her, thought Lizzie? She sat down on the sofa, amazed her parents hadn't woken up yet, and watched as Yaz and Dan looked around the room too. The doctor rummaged in her pockets and pulled some goggles out of them. She pointed her sonic at them, it whirred, and then she put the goggles on her head and slipped them over her eyes. She stood up and slowly moved in a circle on the spot. Everyone looked slightly puzzled. What they couldn't see was that the doctor's goggles were showing her residual energy traces of where the elves had been in the room and the tech they had used to get in and out. The doctor pulled her goggles back up.
1: Sam, I've got a trace on the text Santa is using, and with my shiny goggles, we can see where they've been and have a good guess at where they're going to go. Then, we can lay a little surprise for them and get this all resolved. What are we going to do, Doctor? Oh, guess we're going to need some wrapping paper.
2: I don't like wrapping
0: presents. I'm rubbish at the folding bit.
1: Well, you better get a hang of it soon, Dan. We're going to wrap the greatest present in the universe.
0: She headed back to her ship and turned to Lizzie.
1: Lizzie, you've been super helpful, but I need you to do one more thing for me, okay? Go and pretend you're asleep. We'll be back with your presents before you wake up. I promise you're gonna have the best Christmas ever.
0: She headed into the box, followed by Dan and Yaz, who gave her a warm smile. The door shut. The blue light started to flash. The odd noise started again, and then the box was gone. Lizzie sat for a moment and said to herself,
1: I must be dreaming.
0: Inside the TARDIS, the Doctor was beavering away at the console, flicking switches, twiddling dials and spinning the mini TARDIS.
1: Yes, Dan, I need you both in the gift wrapping room. You
0: have a gift wrapping room? said Dan, laughing as he spoke.
1: Yes, Dan! Never underestimate the joy of wrapping gifts for other people. Head down the corridor, take a third left, second right, third left, sixth right, head down the stairs, take the elevator up to the fourth floors, and then you'll find the gift wrapping room. Easy! Be back in five and we'll get this all wrapped up! Oh, please don't,
0: said Yaz with a chuckle as they headed out of the main room and down the corridor.
1: Now then, who are you little things and why are you stealing presents?
0: said the doctor to herself as she looked at the console. Another living room sat quietly on this Christmas Eve, a few lights twinkling on the tree. A strange noise then filled the room as the TARDIS materialised into view. The TARDIS looked a bit different this time though, now covered in wrapping paper. Large sheets of all different types covered its sides, but the lamp on the top still poked out, visible to all. The TARDIS sat for a moment, then the room flashed three times and the alien elves appeared. Inside the TARDIS, the Doctor threw her arm round Yaz's shoulder excitedly as she was watching the screen.
1: I guessed right about these houses. You mean, you knew they'd hit these ones next,
0: said Yaz with a little smile.
1: Oi, cheeky,
0: said the Doctor as she gently nudged Yaz, smiling. Back in the house, the elves scrabbled around the room grabbing at presents, shaking them and then throwing them into a bag which didn't bulge any bigger.
1: It must be transferring the presents to their ship or their base.
0: Then the elves all grabbed hold of the TARDIS and tried to shift it to no avail. An elf took out a communicator and called someone. A moment later, the TARDIS was picked up in a beam of light and vanished out of the room. Inside the TARDIS, despite the shaking and being thrown around, The Doctor appeared quite thrilled.
1: It worked. They picked us up like a present and now I'm fully confident we'll end up on their ship.
0: I hope so. Now I know what gifts feel
2: like when kids shake them.
0: Yelled Dan. As the TARDIS shot up into the night sky, carried by a transmat beam of some sort, it toppled backwards and was raised up in the horizontal position. The wrapping paper started to fall off and drift down towards the ground. Snow was starting to fall and the air was turning colder. Back inside, the Doctor was looking at the screen, a worried look on her face.
1: This isn't quite going to plan, but I'm somewhat confident we'll end up on their ship.
0: She ran over to the TARDIS doors and swung them open, looking out at the sky, before realising...
1: We've fallen backwards!
0: She lay down on the floor, put her hands on the bottom edge of the TARDIS and slid herself along the floor, so her head was then peering outside the top of the horizontal TARDIS. The wind whipped her hair around Snowflakes made feeble attempts to batter her face. She glanced around and saw the ship hidden by rudimentary cloaking tech in the night sky.
1: Aye, there you are!
0: She yelled. Then there was a loud noise and suddenly, almost comically, the TARDIS hung in the sky, no longer moving, before suddenly beginning to fall. The elves had dropped it. The doctor stood up, slammed the door shut and ran to the console.
1: They decided they want to return this present!
0: She shouted as she slammed down a lever. The TARDIS engines whirred and rattled, but they didn't follow her up.
2: This isn't good.
0: You think? Said Dan. The Doctor flicked more switches as the TARDIS hurtled toward the ground. She took out a hammer and bashed the control console a few times. Of course, the Doctor knew the ship couldn't be easily destroyed, but still, this new paint job was lovely and really didn't deserve to be chipped. Then, a loud bang and a shake, and the fam went flying across the TARDIS. Outside, the impossible ship had slammed into a hillside, sending snow blasting everywhere. The door opened, and the fam stepped out.
2: How's that confidence now, Doctor?
1: Let's not do that again,
2: said Yaz.
1: We can work with this. Can we? How about if we change the plan, Doctor? What if we lay a trap for them? Not make us the trap, and play their trick. In reverse. Yes! We can put some presents at their next targets and set them up to send the elves to us when they pick them up! I need to whip up a transmat. Maybe a transmat wrapped in a bow. No! A bow which is a transmat! Festive genius!
2: Anything's gotta be better than this plan, Doctor.
1: You're right, Dan. That one didn't work. i deduct a gold star from my collection for that. Right, let's get to work, fam. We've got some presents to make.
0: The TARDIS materialised over the rooftop of a row of houses somewhere in the UK. Inside one of the houses, a selection of presents appeared. Two beautifully wrapped, one less so. Inside the TARDIS, the doctor spoke to Dan.
1: Dan, do you need present wrapping lessons, my friend?
0: She said with affection. I told you I did. Watching the living room of the house via the TARDIS monitor, the fam soon saw a flash and three figures appeared in the room. They began throwing presents in their bag.
1: Go on, pick up,
0: said Yaz quietly. Then an elf grabbed one of the planted presents, just as the other two grabbed the others. A flash and they vanished, reappearing suddenly in the TARDIS. They dropped their presents on the floor, the elves snarling at the fam, baring their shiny, sharp teeth at them. Ah,
2: oh, the sort of cute, <laughs> except for the teeth.
0: One of the elves ran at him and leapt through the air. The Doctor and Yas stepped backwards and out of the way. Dan caught the elf in both hands and held it up face to face. It snarled and snapped at him as Dan laughed. What are you doing then, pal? Why are you stealing people's presents? He placed the elf back on the floor as the other two watched from behind a crystalline pillar. The Doctor knelt down and spoke to an elf. On the other side of the TARDIS, the elf leapt at Dan again, and the two got into a scrap, staggering around the console room, crashing into walls and pillars.
1: We know what you've been doing, all across the planet. You must have millions of presents in your ship, but why?
0: Santa! Happy! Croaked the elf. Happy? Replied the doctor.
1: Presents! Presents! Presents!
0: Spluttered another elf.
1: Joy to
0: all, said the main elf. He pulled a book out of his pocket. It was all about Santa. Ah,
1: I got it! You thought taking presents would bring you joy and giving them would make you and your friends happy. Yay! Yes, happy!
0: Said the elf.
1: That's not how it works, my friends. Stealing stuff, that just gives a lot of pain and sadness to many people. You've made a lot of people very unhappy. Or will do when they wake up,
0: said Yaz.
1: You're robbing people of the joy of sharing their love for one another, or their beliefs, of their Christmas spirit.
0: Sorry, said the head elf.
1: What are you anyway?
0: Asked Dan, who was now sitting with an elf in his arms, rubbing its bulgy head.
1: Wait, you're Treglians, aren't you?
0: Asked the doctor. The elf nodded.
1: Ah. Oh. You're a race of thieves. Stealing stuff left, right and centre across the galaxy. You wanted to bring happiness with presents, but you stole presents to do it.
0: The Elf nodded again, a strangely sad look on his face.
1: It was a good effort, just gone about in the wrong way. So, how about... You just don't do that stealing thing. We help you put the presents back, maybe throw in one or two extras which we can get from my toy room for you and your friends, and then we can all sit back and watch everyone open their presents together and you can see what real happiness feels like. How about that?
2: Okay. Excellent. You won't regret this. Like that pair of socks I got from me mam two Christmases ago. What was she thinking?
0: With that, the fam and the triglins got to work distributing presents and a few extras back to the houses across the world. The doctor made time to put an extra little present together as well. In a quiet living room, lit only by the lights on the Christmas tree, a wheezing noise began and the TARDIS started to materialise. As it did so, it rocked the little table beside the tree, almost spilling milk and a mince pie onto the floor. The TARDIS door opened, the doctor stepped out and put a present under the tree. She went back into the TARDIS and then reappeared a moment later. She glugged the glass of milk and took two big bites out of the mince pie. Back on board, the elves and fam watched on the monitor as presents were opened around the world. They saw smiles, laughter and happiness.
2: Ho,
1: ho, ho!
0: Said the head elf.
1: That's right. You guys have been Santa this year. Well, helped her. Or, should I say, him. After all, there's only one Santa.
0: She smiled at Yaz and Dan, who both looked a bit unsure about what she was trying to say here. The Triglians smiled and shook hands with the fam before Flash filled the TARDIS and they were gone.
1: There we are fam, done enough wrapping for this year. Why well, say we go eat the TARDIS's and pigs and blankets and stuffing balls? I'm up for that. I think the Triglians
2: found that giving and helping give the best gifts at this time of year. I agree. Helping open up the soup kitchen, There's always my favourite Christmas roll.
1: Who knows, maybe they'll change their ways and give instead of take it from now on. Oh, I just remembered, I wanted to check on someone before we leave.
0: She walked over to the monitor and flicked a switch. The living room light flicked on and Lizzie ran in, followed closely by her mum and dad. She looked at the table with the empty milk glass and the half-eaten mince pie.
2: He's been,
0: she said full of excitement. She headed over to the presents and opened up a small one. Inside was a small gray-skinned elf teddy. A note on it said,
1: Thanks for all your help Lizzie. I hope you have the most wonderful Christmas. Love from both my aunts, the doctor. I wasn't dreaming,
0: she whispered to herself. Lizzie smiled and gave it another look before slipping it into her dressing-gown pocket Moving on to the next present.
2: Christmas Cry was written and narrated by Jeff Cockwell. It starred Katie Haynes as the Doctor, Emily Beach as Yaz, Paul Laville as Dan, Freya Laville as Lizzie, Paul Laville as the Elves. The artwork was by Kelly Rosen. This is a Who Corner to Corner production. New podcast episodes released every Sunday from 6pm, available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Or you can stream episodes directly from our website at www.whoc2c.buzzsprout.com. Find us on X, Facebook, and Instagram by searching at whoc2c.